Welcome to the Mean Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, author of The Mean Mom's Guide to Raising Great Kids, and I'm so glad you're here. You know, I believe motherhood is the hardest job on the planet. You're not meant to do it alone. Every mom needs her own cheering section. On the Mean Moms Podcast, you'll hear from other moms just like you. You'll be inspired, encouraged by their stories, and I'll be your personal parenting coach running right alongside you. So when you're feeling weak, you'll find strength here. When you fall, we'll pick you up, dust you off, and remind you of the high goal of parenting, to raise respectful, independent, God-honoring adults. Us Mean Moms, we're a rare breed, and we know something you don't know. Mean Moms, raise great kids. You're listening to Episode 7, The Cure for Mom Guilt, today on the Mean Moms Podcast. Before we jump in, a huge thank you to my reviewers on iTunes. Cutheb said this, relevant and a great authentic speaker. She shares topics we all wonder about. She says, keep it up and keep putting out podcasts. I'm really enjoying reading her book. TC had this to say, Joanne is real and relevant and the icing on top is that she speaks truth, even truth that's uncomfortable sometimes. Thanks so much for the reviews and thanks for joining me today. I sure hope all is well in your neck of the woods and that you have a few minutes to sit and spend a little time with me. So grab your vanilla latte or your favorite English breakfast tea. Let's get comfy and let's have a chat about our kids. I have been so looking forward to this episode. I mean, seriously, there are a hundred different things we could talk about when it comes to our kids, but this is the one topic that all of us moms can relate to. Whether you're a marshmallow mom or a mean mom, we all have this one very painful, sometimes, thing in common, and that's mom guilt. We all know the symptoms of mom guilt. It's that aching in the pit of our stomach, and it usually begins when we discover how much better we could have been, what we should have said, or what we wish we shouldn't have said, or what we should have done but didn't. Mom guilt is a raging river of sadness that rushes through our days, connecting the memories in our mind directly to our heart. And a lot of us are struggling with mom guilt today. Do you struggle with mom guilt? I asked this very question to my private Facebook group, the Mean Mom Team. And you're welcome to join if you can find me there. Just search for Mean Mom Team or Mean Mom Podcast, Mean Moms Podcast, and then just click to join. So I asked this group of moms and I said, so what is it, you know, about mom guilt? And I love what they had to say. Lori says, because I asked them, could you just name one thing? (laughs) And she said, wow, huge, one thing. She goes, she goes, I guess it would have to be that I didn't do my best for my kids. And she says, I'm not talking about Pinterest mom perfect. She said, I let go of perfection a long time ago. Lori says, I'm speaking to the, I don't have the responsible Christian teen adult kids type of guilt. And she said, and I think a lot of that comes from comparison. She said, when I compare, I'm taking my eyes away from what God is doing in my life and in my kids' lives. And so that helps when I hear things like what Lori says, because she's reminded that God is not finished with them or her. And then Kelly said, when it comes to guilt, she said, my mom guilt? She said, wanting to have me time. She goes, but I silence the mom guilt by knowing that if I don't have me time, I'm not being the best parent I can be. And she says, there are times when I feel I might explode if someone says my name or touches me one more time. She said, every night after dinner, I go into my room 
for me time. And she said, then I'm able to spend time again with my children before they go to bed. I love what the women have to say. That's why I think this is a topic that is so near and dear to our hearts. And it's one that we need to understand because it can be such a sense of pain if we don't get a hold of it and we don't find out how to cure it. But first, we need to understand what it is. So today we're going to be talking about the cure for mom guilt. And actually, there's about three things that are a part of the cure. It's hard to believe that there's actually a cure, right? I mean, the longer you parent, the more this guilt thing just seeps into your pores. And the reason this episode is even more important is that if you don't get a handle on the mom guilt right now, today, then mom life, it just gets harder and harder. The older my kids get, the more I struggle with mom guilt. And it can make me the saddest when my kids are all visiting. I mean, talk about terrible timing. Most especially when we're all gathered around a table for a birthday celebration or a Thanksgiving dinner. And my grown kids, they start sharing old family stories. And it seems, you know, the ones they find the funniest are the ones I find the most painful. Not all the stories, but quite a few of them. And then when they all leave and go home, my mind starts spinning. And I begin to think, you know, what they were sharing is funny. Well, that might just have hurt them too. And this is mom guilt, friend. This is mom guilt. So if you happen to be a mom who's tuning in and you're holding your brand new baby and you're not exactly sure what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you the definition for mom guilt. And it's pretty heavy. So get ready. This is a heavy episode. So um, have your pen and paper ready because there's going to be some things I think are going to really help you today. But I'm going to start first with the definition. And mom guilt is emotional cancer. That's heavy, right? I mean, it really sounds like, wow, Joanne, cancer? I mean, seriously, I believe it is. It's emotional cancer, but stick with me. I believe it eats away at the thousands of good memories of motherhood. And then it just leaves behind this highlight reel of a dozen mistakes. A highlight reel that plays over and over in our mind, year in and year out. Mom guilt never grows smaller. It only grows bigger. This is why we need to find out how to cure it. All of us want to be a great mom. I want to be the very best mom I can be. I know you want that too, or else you would not be a faithful listener to the Mean Moms podcast. I have yet to meet a woman who says, you know, I want to be a mediocre mom, or I sure hope I can be a mom one day who makes a whole lot of mistakes and wounds her kids. I mean, no mom wants that. No mom. I remember telling a friend uh, of our family once, I'm not going to make the same mistakes my mom made. To which she answered, no, you'll make different ones. Wow, how true her words were. No matter how perfect or imperfect our own family was, when I was growing up, we all desired to raise our own kids to be better than our parents raised us. We want to do better. We want to give our kids more than our parents gave us. We read everything and try to do everything perfectly, not understanding that the child God gives us is probably not one to want to play by the rules. They don't want to love vegetables, even if you hide them in the meatloaf. She hates playing sports, even if you weren't allowed to play as a kid and swore you'd give your child every chance to play sports. Then we begin looking around at the parents in our neighborhood, at school. We hear our friends telling us how they handmade their kid's Halloween costume this year, or they made that home-cooked meal with veggies, organic veggies, that they plucked by hand from their beautiful organic garden in the backyard. And then we start looking at ourselves, and we start feeling guilty. We compare, 
and we think, wow, that mom has it all together. And then we start comparing the kids' behavior in other families, and we start saying to ourselves, her kids do exactly what she asked them to. Or if you're a parent of adult kids, you might be struggling with guilt and telling yourself, I'm the reason my adult kid doesn't have a job or didn't finish college. Then there's the women who work outside of the home, and the guilt is piled on in huge heaping spoonfuls. Well, we're going to be talking about all of this today. And here's the good news. I'm not only going to share all the ways we struggle with guilt, I'm going to share the very things you should and shouldn't feel guilty about. By the end of the podcast today, you're going to understand mom guilt a lot more clearly and leave feeling a lot better about your parenting. I promise. So what is guilt? And actually guilt and shame are the evil twins of torture when it comes to motherhood. These emotions hold us hostage and they can manipulate us into being very soft on our kids when we should be keeping or holding a boundary. There is a guilt and shame mantra that plays oftentimes in a mom's head. Guilt says you did something bad, while shame says you are bad. In a mom's head, that means she hears one of two things. Either you are bad at parenting or you're a bad parent. And in case you need to hear that again, I'm going to say it one more time. Guilt tells me I've done something wrong. Shame tells me I am something wrong. As a Christian mom, I go to the Bible for my definition of guilt. I always go to God's word for the remedy. And so I want to share with you today just exactly what guilt is. And God wired us for the emotion of guilt for one purpose only, and that was to recognize sin. God's laws are to be followed. You know them mainly as the Ten Commandments. When we break God's law, we sin. And sin separates us from God, and that's not a good thing. Guilt is a warning signal. It's, just think of it as a yellow flashing light that reminds us we are not right with God. So what should you do when guilt gets, gets the best of you? First, I should remind you, Only doing something sinful should make you feel guilty. If you made the wrong choice about which school your child should attend and now they hate it, or you sent your daughter to kindergarten in her new pajamas twice because you thought they were really cute play clothes, which I did, you should not feel guilty. None of those things are a sin. If you think you need to apologize to your child, well then do that, and then don't bring it up again. It's okay to say you're sorry about their hurt but I believe it's appropriate to say, I'm sorry for an accident, and then you ask forgiveness for a sin. So if what you did was not a sin, then you can tell the child you're very sorry. But if what you did was sinful, you said something unkind, or even worse, uh, you hurt them, well, then you ask their forgiveness. And when they give it, you let it go. Because here's what the Bible says about getting rid of guilt. Confession and repentance are how we get rid of guilt. John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So what if you don't feel like you're rid of your guilt? Well, I remind myself that God's word is true and faithful, no matter how I feel. My feelings are a gauge and not a guide. If my feelings were a true thermometer about my life, well, then every 28 days, I'd want to kill someone with my bare hands for a piece of chocolate. PMS is the perfect example of how my feelings are not always my best guide. They're just a gauge. So when you don't feel guilt-free, well, go to God's word. 
Find a scripture and repeat it over and over again. Replace the thoughts in your mind that are negative, those guilty thoughts, and replace it. That's what God's word means by taking uh, thoughts captive. Replace it with truth. So I find that verse that I need, I read it in my head, and then I speak it out loud. So I would recommend to you, find the verse, read it, speak it, repeat. The second thing I'd like to share with you, the thing that helps me every single time I begin to feel bad about something in my parenting, I remind myself of the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. When God created Adam and Eve, these two people he made, they had the perfect home, the most amazing plants that were just exquisite in beauty and scent, animals that spent time with them in perfect harmony. Adam and Eve ate from the best organic garden and they were loved by God, a perfect father. Absolutely perfect. He was their perfect dad. He let them do whatever they wanted and just gave them one rule, just one boundary to keep. He told them not to eat of the tree of good and evil. Now, just like God, I love my kids too. But if you step foot in my house, you'd be able to count probably about a dozen rules or boundaries. I mean, don't use technology at the table. Don't talk with food in your mouth. Turn off the lights when you leave a room. No, you can't watch that television show. God gave his kids, Adam and Eve, the perfect home life, the perfect neighborhood, and just one rule, and they broke it. God was the perfect father, and his kids broke his heart. And while I'm sure the Lord grieved over their sin, you read nowhere in Genesis that he feels guilty for their terrible choice. He feels sad, but their choice was their choice. So why am I surprised with kids who make mistakes? I made mistakes as a kid. I made mistakes as a 20-something. I made so many mistakes. I'm still making mistakes. But I just want you to look back as, at, at the parent God was and is, the perfect father, and his kids still made bad choices. So are you understanding mom guilt a little better yet? Remember, if it's not something sinful, it's not something you should feel guilty about. And also remember that even the perfect environment raises kids with free will. We all raise kids with free will to make choices that aren't ours for them. So why am I surprised? Well, I've made a list of a few things that might help you out here. And I'm going to talk briefly about what you should feel guilty about and the things you should not feel guilty about. So a few things you should feel guilty about. First, saying hurtful things. Hurtful things, that can really leave a mark. And The Bible tells us this about how we should talk and what we should say. Proverbs 16, 24 says, Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Proverbs 15, 1, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And here's one of my favorite. Proverbs 31, 26, She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Isn't that beautiful? That's how I want to talk because our words can leave a mark. And I know my parents said some hurtful things to me when I was growing up. And I've said the same with my kids. That's areas where we need to ask forgiveness. That's something that guilt is that yellow flashing light. The second thing is neglecting our kids, especially when they need us. That's something I see a lot more with cell phones when we have our face in a cell phone. And we are neglecting um, the kids when they need us, whether it's doing homework or it's paying attention when they get home from school or during the day when they need us. 
that is something that's not okay. There's nothing wrong with looking at your cell phone. What's wrong is being selfish with our time. We have been given children. God gave them to us to raise up. That doesn't mean they take the lion's share of every single second of our day. They shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be worshiping our kids as little idols, but it is important that we don't neglect them when we need to be parenting. And then the other thing I find that we should feel guilty about is giving in to a child's demands. And there's something, some things I think to be made right with God, I need to ask God's forgiveness. Lord, forgive me. I could have been a better parent today. Yeah, why did I give in to my child's demands? Why did I let them lead the charge in my home? Why did I do everything my child said today? I was not that mom I should have been today. Lord, forgive me. Thank you for do-overs. Thank you for your word says that you have forgiven me and that your mercies are new every day. And then the other thing I can feel guilty about, and I think it's valid, is just my inconsistency. And that kind of goes in hand for me with my selfish nature. I can just be very selfish and not motivated uh, and disciplined to focus on those things I need to get done. Time is precious. God says in his word, it says, teach me to, in Psalm 90, 12, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Lord, show me how to use my time to the best ability. Show me what I need to do to make the most of my time. Give me that wisdom. And so those are a few of the things that I believe that guilt makes sense and we need to remedy with God's word. Another one is obviously physical abuse. And I almost I almost hesitate to even bring that up because I guess I just assume that none of you are physically abusive with your children. But again, if you've listened to any of my former podcasts, you know I am a former 911 police dispatcher. And so I do understand that even the best intentions, there are sometimes habits that we have learned uh, from our own parents. And if that's the case, if you feel that you're going to be physically abusive with a child, you need to get help. You need to get some counseling and you need to take that secret life that you're living and, and expose it to the light because shame grows in secret. Guilt grows in secret. And so we need to just expose it and say, okay, Lord, I need your help. And then we need to get actual help from a counselor or somebody in your church. So you need to speak the truth and, and not be afraid. So these are some things you should feel guilty about. And it's heavy. But once you've asked forgiveness, remember, he's forgiven you, whether you feel like it or not. So things you should not feel guilty about. I love this list most of all because I believe it's the one that most of us struggle with, not feeling guilty. And remember, some of it that draws on that guilt topic is comparison. Remember that comparison can be a trigger for feeling guilty. And this is where guilty should not be a feeling at all. This is where we need to remember you should not feel guilty. First, having a messy home. Now, I'm not saying you should have a messy home, and I'm not giving you a free uh, get-out-of-jail-free card when it comes to being a slob. But having a messy house, why do you have a messy house? Well, when you have little ones at home that are throwing toys out of their toy box every five minutes, taking books off the bookshelf, throwing all the clothes out of the laundry hamper, your house is going to be messy, and that's okay. I would just say, keep one room, that sanctuary spot. Choose that one spot where you and your husband can go and there is uh, order and there is some peace 
to your day where you can bring that cup of coffee or tea and sit down and enjoy one another have one little spot and make sure that the kids know that boundary. This isn't their room to mess up, no. And if they do, you make them clean it up. Even if they're little, you just walk alongside them until they're done. That's what you do. So having a messy house, don't let that bring on guilt. And so don't be embarrassed when friends come over uh, because we all know kids are kids. The other one uh, I wanna talk about today is working outside of the home. Now, again, each of these on the list can bring on guilt or not, but I like to say they're not guilt drivers. So working away from home should not make you feel guilty. When you are providing for your home, when you have to make the bills, I mean, goodness, every single mom I know has to work, so she shouldn't feel guilty. Here's where I think guilt is valid when it comes to working away from home and away from your children. Because I do believe our kids, our family is first uh, when it comes to our ministry work. Are you working away from home so you can have a 5,000 square foot home? Are you working away from home because you want that new boat? Or you wanna take a vacation to the Caribbean? There are different things that can cause guilt that I think are valid. The problem is I don't think every mom needs to be at home, but I do think a parent should be at home. I do believe it's the way we best operate in raising kids to uh, into adulthood. And and that time is so temporary. It is so temporary when they're at home. I have been a single mom. I have been a married mom who worked in the home, a married mom, stay-at-home mom, a married mom works outside of the home. I've been all of these. And I guess you just need to get back to the basics, to the foundation of why are you working outside of the home? And when I say working outside of the home, why are you working away from your children? Uh, Why are you working and, and that's not your first priority? Now, I know some of you might be saying, well, wait a minute, I work outside of the home. My kids are my first priority. Well, absolutely, if you're not working for a boat. So ask yourself, what are you working for? That's the big question. But otherwise, if you're working to make ends meet, don't feel guilty. You shouldn't. And then the other ones, I love this one. Don't feel guilty hiring a babysitter so you and your hubby can go out on a date. Matter of fact, I totally recommend that you do hire a babysitter. You should be hiring a babysitter at least once a month, at least once a month. And you know what? There are other, I mean, you have to show your husband that he's important. You just do. And If you can't afford a babysitter, you need to make sure your kids go to bed early, early enough for you two to have some time together and work on that with your kids. It's very important. Don't feel guilty. Do not feel guilty. You have to still cultivate a relationship with your spouse and your husband in your marriage is your first ministry after your ministry with God, right? That's your first ministry. And then the next one I have is don't feel guilty about making your child do chores. Do not feel guilty about making your teenager work for something, work for their gas money, work for their cars, work for insurance, work for their cell phone. That's always my mantra, guys. I mean, is your child paying for their own cell phone? I am not a huge proponent of cell phones. And the longer you can keep them out of the house, the better. Make them work for it and don't feel guilty. When Christmas rolls around and all of your friends have been, have bought their kids the most recent Apple iPhone, it happens. And we don't understand why parents, I don't understand why parents do that, 
I don't think sometimes they understand what they're handing their kids. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. That's their business. But I know I should not feel guilty about making my child work for something and not give in to what they want until they have earned it. That's a good thing. If you want to raise an adult who stands head and shoulders above everyone in the community, teach them how to work hard. Teach them how to work hard. And the next one I have is don't feel guilty that you're not playing with your kids enough. I am not a lover of getting down on the ground and playing with my children. It was enough to get all four of them clothed and fed and bathed and homework done. And it was a lot. So I would say just spend a little time. Take 15 minutes with each of your kids. I mean, it's not about the quantity of time you're doing it. It's about the quality. And so I would say, you know what? Set the timer on your phone. Turn off the buzz and the vibrate and everything. And just say, hey, this is our time. We're going to read books together. And then when it's done, it's done. Your kids will want it to continue. You know how that goes. Uh, but but give them each spe- special time. And if you have more than one child, I'm, I'm teaching from a, a place that I wish I could go back to. But I had four kids, like I've mentioned. It would have been great if I had been able to have a little more quality time with each of them. So I really recommend that to you, Uh, whether that's weekly or monthly. I recommend monthly if you have more than three kids, three or more kids, because you shouldn't, you can't be all things. And our kids want, it's never enough. I mean, let's be honest, no matter how much we give, it's never enough. But I, I really wish I had made monthly dates with my kids, even if it was grabbing a ice cream cone at McDonald's and taking a little drive to their favorite music and singing in the car together. I wish I had done something like that. But don't feel guilty if you think you're not playing enough. Are you loving enough? Well, then you're doing a good job. And then the next one you shouldn't feel guilty is don't feel guilty not enjoying school field trips. If you read my first book, Just Too Busy, I am telling you, I am not a school field trip lover. Now, maybe it was because I had quite a few kids. So being in charge of even more kids at the zoo, kids that I couldn't discipline the way I wanted to, did not make me a lover of field trips. And I write all about that in my book. But don't feel bad if you don't enjoy them. I still went. I wasn't extremely competitive or proactive at being at every single field trip. But I made sure I went to a couple school field trips a year, but I didn't go to every single one. And I don't feel guilty about that. Don't feel guilty about that. There's nothing sinful in not loving school field trips. And then last, I have to talk about dinner time because I think a lot of us can feel guilty serving a frozen dinner or grabbing a fast food meal. Now, while I am a huge proponent of eating around the kitchen table and eating healthy meals, it's not how many you eat. Just having one, you know, fast food dinner, a couple fast food meals, as long as you guys are together, turn off the radio, the TV, the cell phones, and enjoy your time together. It, you know, it really doesn't matter uh, that you're not making your kids a meal from Whole Foods, that you've spent your whole paycheck to make them some huge extravagant meal. But it is important that you have a meal. So don't feel guilty about not serving organic you're doing the best you can. And that's a good thing. And it's nothing to feel guilty about. And I wouldn't be the mean mom I am without sharing a little bit of 
uh, encouragement to those parents out there, those moms of adult kids. So if you're a parent of an adult kid, that's such an oxymoron, huh? Adult kid. If you're a parent of an adult, let me say that, and they're acting like a kid, (laughs) and your adult kid dropped out of college or divorced their spouse or doesn't pay child support for their grandkids or Maybe your adult kid is someone who treats people terribly or can't hold a a job down. Hear me when I say this. This is not your guilt to carry. Adult decisions are their choices and they need to experience the consequences. This is not your guilt. Now, if you're allowing your son who can't hold down a job or is addicted to drugs to live in your basement rent-free while he eats from your fridge and then binge watches Netflix or plays video games, then yes, there is guilt you should feel. <laughs> that is not, that's not godly parenting. You're not helping them. You are hurting them because you're taking the place of God. You're standing in God's place. And yes, that is something you should feel guilt about, that there needs to be uh, confession. There needs to be, you need to ask your child forgiveness and start being an adult, parent to an adult, I should say. This is called enabling or codependency, and there's lots of help out there for it. You need help. Lots of churches host a great program called Celebrate Recovery. And it's not just for alcohol or drug addicted people. It's for helping change our hurts, habits, and our hangups. And codependency is a fantastic reason to check out these programs. But if your adult child lives on their own and has made some bad life choices, those are their life choices, not yours. Guilt should not be a part of the equation when you're thinking about this child or praying for this child. So listen up, mom friends. Motherhood is not for the faint of heart. It's a bold move to bring another life into this world and train up a child to be a productive, independent, God-honoring person. But we have a faithful Father in heaven who points us continually to the cross and reminds us that we are forgiven and we are loved, no matter how we feel about it. So this week, don't let mom guilt get the best of you. Empty your head of that stinking thinking that's holding you back from a life truly lived. In the show notes today, you're going to find some journaling printables, and my call to action is going to be for you to write down all those things you feel guilty about. Write them down. If they're true, sin, confess them, and then burn that paper in your fireplace. Release the mom guilt once and for all. As a matter of fact, I'm going to join you in that process because us mean moms, we need to stick together. Thanks for listening to the Mean Moms podcast. Join us next time when we talk about busyness and the captivity of activity. You'll enjoy hearing how our family did some pretty radical things to fix our busy addiction. And before you go, make sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your fave podcast app. I'll be sharing your reviews in the upcoming episodes and would love to share yours. So when you're feeling mean this week, when you keep your word, or when your kid does their homework or finishes their chores, Remember, anyone can be a mean mom, but only mean moms raise great kids.